Hello, everyone. Welcome to session number four on Reiki Radio. Now, I mentioned to you in a couple of episodes back that this is a perfect time, these meetings that we have together, to grab a pen, grab some paper, and take notes for yourself about whatever may come up for you because these podcasts are really like sessions in a way. They're really a space where I hope that you have some insights and start to really discover who and what you are, understanding yourself in new ways. And one of the big things that I hear about doing this work is skepticism. And I even was interviewed on a podcast last year uh, by a huge skeptic of Reiki. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But today I want to talk to you about how skepticism really supported me on this path. And before we get into the show, I first want to answer an email that I received from one of the listeners. Um, Her name is Natalie, and she writes, Dear Yolanda, I'm so happy that Reiki Radio has returned. I'm really enjoying the podcast, and I enjoyed the last meditation. I do have a question, though. Were you saying that if I knew that I was love, that I would have handled my hurt better? I was a little confused by this, and I hope that you can clarify. Again, so glad to have you back. Lots of love, Natalie. Okay, well, Natalie, first of all, thank you so much for tuning into the show, and thank you so much for writing me and asking this beautiful question. Some other people may have had the same question as well. So what I was saying on the last episode around knowing that you are love It's not necessarily that you would have handled the hurt that you experienced better, but if you knew that you were love, you may have made different choices, or in certain situations, you may have responded differently if you already knew that you were love. So the thing is, is that a lot of times when we are Um, in an experience, in an exchange of love, we often are responding and acting from a place of fear, or we are responding and acting from a lack of self-worth. Whereas when we know that we are love, when we start to embody and recognize the love that we are, we start to make different choices and we start to show up differently. And we start to honor and respect the love that we are As well as, you know, we can even sometimes start to see and recognize the hurt in others and perhaps have some more compassion for them as well. So I hope that answers your question. And now let's get into today's show. Okay, so here we are. Welcome to Reiki Radio. This is Yolanda, and we are in session number four. And today what I wanted to talk to you about was skepticism and how, you know, there is a lot of skepticism around this work, around the realm of spirituality, um, especially when we have those who are very science-minded and have a hard time believing in anything um, that 
they feel cannot be proven or is intangible and these sorts of things. And that's understandable, of course, but one of the things that actually led me so far down this path uh, was my own skepticism. And I want to talk to you about that today because even while doing this work, so many of us question what's real or we question if we're making things up. So I guess the first thing I should say, what actually led me on this path was stress and anxiety. I, um, you know, found these tools, the meditation and the Reiki, that I was led towards all of this just as a way to deal with and overcome my own stress and anxiety that I was going through. And what happened was I started to alleviate that anxiety and stress just by practicing meditation every day and then by using the tools that I had learned in Reiki, which in of itself is very meditative. But I was still a skeptic, especially at the beginning. And, you know, it was like I would have these amazing experiences and feeling energy in a totally new way and starting to understand things. But because it was so far out from the norm or what I grew up hearing about or knowing about, I was skeptical. And the funny thing is, is that even though I was having these experiences that were very true, I was the one experiencing these things. I was the one that, you know, I would have meditations and all of a sudden have these vivid images come through in beautiful color. Uh, Actually, the first time that happened, I was in a kirtan circle And um, I'm not sure if any of you ever experienced that. The best way to describe kirtan is it is um, it's they're playing music and there's chanting. And I wasn't doing the chanting. I was just sitting there in meditation, kind of soaking it all in everything that was going on around me. And I had this meditative state that was amplified by all of the chanting and the music that was going on in the room that I was in. And I saw these images that were just so bold and rich in color and they seemed to surround me. It was beautiful. So I also had, you know, experiences of feeling energy in a room so strongly that it was undeniable of the presence of, you know, um, different energies and things. And even in working on people, In the beginning, I had these experiences of seeing certain things, feeling certain things. So again, you know, I actually had the experience. So what is there to deny, right? But then I would meet other people who would share similar experiences and I was skeptical. I wondered if they really had these experiences and if they really see and uh, would see and um, experience the things that they were describing. It sounded so odd, even though I was experiencing very similar things myself. So the skepticism that I had really kind of led me down this journey of wanting to discover more. And I don't know that I was trying to prove or disprove anything. It was really just curiosity. 
like, you know, is this real? Is this going to happen again? You know, certain experiences I'm sure you've all had, you think, oh, wow, that meditation was amazing. I want to experience that again. And, you know, that energy that I felt, I want to experience that again. And one of the things we learn in this is to let go of that attachment and not to chase our past experiences. And if you haven't figured that out yet, let me be the first to tell you some of the most amazing experiences and breakthroughs come from letting go and having that non-attachment and showing up without expectation, just allowing yourself to be an observation as you are you know, doing whatever you're doing, whether it's practicing Reiki or just being in meditation itself, just show up as an observer and just allow. And that's when these just amazing things um, seem to happen. But so anyway, the skepticism that I had, it is really what kind of led me further down the path because I was so curious about the experiences I heard that other people were having but I was also, you know, curious about the ones I was having myself. And this I want to point out, I tell people all the time now, don't doubt your own experience. You know, if you have an experience of seeing, feeling, sensing anything, it's so common for us to try to discredit it. So I can't tell you how many times now I'll have sessions with people and they say, yeah, you know, I saw, you know, these energies and I felt this and that, but I don't know if I was making it up. And just think about that for a minute. I mean, some of these things, would we even make it up? Some of these things that you feel, see, or sense, how could you make that up, really? And we wouldn't even think to make these things up. I mean, they're so different than, again, what may have been normal to us. So we have these experiences that are very real, but because they are so unfamiliar, there is a tendency to try to rationalize and discredit it. But if you do that, you know, ask yourself why. Do we try to discredit these things just because someone else doesn't validate for us that it's true? And sometimes that's all that it takes. I mean, you have an experience and you're like, that was so weird. I don't know if I made it up. And someone tells you, no, it was real. And then you settle into, oh, it was. But what if you just start accepting these experiences as real and true for yourself. Because again, who would make this stuff up, <laughs> you know? And what you experienced, I mean, it is very true. You experienced it. So just keep that in mind the next time you catch yourself saying, I don't know if I made that up. And it's funny, um, thinking back to some of the more extreme experiences I've had. I mean, I don't know that I could have made anything like that up. So anyway, you know, we have a lot of skepticism, but it also oftentimes is what drives us to go a little deeper because it does really um, invoke this curiosity. So speaking of skepticism, um, just as a side note, at the end of last year, I believe it was, I 
was invited on a podcast and I was interviewed by someone who um, I went in thinking that they were, you know, just genuinely interested in energy work in these things. And it turned out they were a huge skeptic of all of these things. And it was a tough interview for me, but I'm so glad that I did it because it really pushed me into going deeper in owning what it is I have experienced. And it really highlighted for me the importance of us being um, very comfortable and standing in our truth and what we have experienced. So, you know, no one else can make your experience true but you. And again, it's your experience. So with that, I just want to encourage you um, to believe in your own experiences. Don't necessarily wait for someone else to validate you or to tell you what you felt felt or experienced was true or untrue. I mean, really, if you think about that on the other side, if you had an experience, some meditation that was just so amazing and you told someone about it and they told you, oh, that's not true. How could you take their truth as true over your experience? They aren't even the one who had the experience. So you're going to trust someone who didn't have the experience over yourself even though you are the one that actually felt it or sensed it or saw it really consider how uh, much of a role you play in accepting what is true for you in your own experience and you know I always tell people this as well. I mean, don't even necessarily believe just everything and anything unless you've experienced it yourself. So even when people ask me about Reiki and people are skeptical about, you know, this work in general, first of all, I don't feel a need to try to prove anything to anyone. I have come into a place where I completely own and appreciate the experiences I've had, but I tell them to experience it for themselves. Because the only way we can actually know that something is true is through our own experience of it. So one, really start trusting your own experience. Stop diminishing your experience. And if there's someone that's skeptical, you know, you don't have anything to prove to them, but you can offer that they have the experience for themselves. It's always the best way. And quite honestly, a lot of this stuff is hard to articulate or even, you know, try to describe without sounding out there because it is oftentimes so um, different than what is normal for some or most people. Um, but so while skepticism led me here, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this today in case you are, you know, skeptical of your experiences and really reminding you of the importance of trusting yourself because that's what allows you to expand and start to understand in new ways. If you have these experiences and you are in observation of it, you start to learn from these experiences and you start to understand what we are 
from a higher perspective, when you trust and again, just observe your experiences. Whereas if you're spending all of your energy trying to disprove or doubt or discredit yourself, you're not going to get that deep into your understanding. So just be mindful of where you stand with that in your personal um, experience. Now, what I will say is, you know, the skepticism is what kind of pushed me along in the beginning, again, because of the curiosity. But what happened was once I finally stopped doubting and I started saying, okay, I can't make this stuff up. I mean, these interesting things keep happening again and again. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't make these things up. I came to a point where I just couldn't keep doubting it. I mean, it just became ridiculous at some point, you know, it just got to a space of, okay, this is becoming my new normal. I'm starting to be more aware of um, what it is to be this energetic being and what it is to experience life outside of just the physical and, you know, what seems tangible. So once I decided really to go with it, believe in it, and enjoy the experiences and remain curious, what happened was my inspiration then became love. I really became driven by love Because what happened is I started to see myself in this new way, but I also started to see people in a new way, especially in sessions. You know, if any of you do this um, energy work or even in meditative states, you have this opportunity to see people and experience people and even yourself far beyond the surface beyond the stories, beyond the ideas, beyond the roles that we play, you tap into and see and feel that beautiful essence of who and what we really are. You see people and sense people in this magnificent way. It's like, wow, we are so much more than what we have perceived. And you feel this love, just this beautiful essence of another person and the love that they are and it doesn't even matter if they are aware of it or not it doesn't even matter if they know that they are this beautiful being of love you actually see it and sense it and so that's what started to drive me because I started to realize beyond just hearing that oh we're from the divine and we are love I started to actually witness it And I started to see it and feel it. And, you know, that started to drive me. And I actually was just talking to someone about this the other day. I had this moment in the shower um, a few days ago where I was thinking about um, just this work and what I'm doing and what I want to continue to share and how I'm so inspired to share so much more because of what is going on in the world around us. And it popped in my head, like I really want to leave a legacy of love. That's my goal. I I want people to know that they themselves are 
love and that they have the choice to be the embodiment of the love that they are. And yeah, we have to do work to um, get to that space. And we go through this whole spiritual process. And a lot of times we become undone um, working through our stuff and our layers of hurt and experience. But what we are going towards is that realization of who and what we are in truth and accessing that love that we are. So yeah, it's work. And that's why I always say practice your practice because your practice of self-connection is what brings this into um, our awareness and it makes it more real. And you start to trust what you experience and what you see and you start to move past that skepticism. So, you know, I'm constantly working on myself day after day, minute by minute. <laughs> so, you know, it, it does take work, but I think that it's worth it. And this story I wanted to share with you, I had completely forgotten about it. But when I thought and I had that moment actually of being inspired by the idea of leaving a legacy of love, I was like, man, I really have some work to do. And it popped into my um, mind this experience that I had many years ago where I met a bodhisattva and she was the embodiment of love. Okay, so I just want you guys to imagine this because this was prior to me learning or knowing anything about energy work. So I would say this was probably about 10 years ago. How old am I? Yeah, probably about 10 years ago. A friend of mine and I were at a wine bar and we're just, you know, having a girl's night, whatever, having our wine. And there was a poster on the wall for a bodhisattva um, who was going to be signing books at a bookstore in an area of town that was about 20 minutes away from where we were from. And this was in the evening. It was probably, you know, like six o'clock at night. So we're sitting there and I see this poster and I decided, hey, this sounds interesting. We should go. Now, first off, I didn't even know what a bodhisattva was. I don't think at that time, I'm sure I didn't know much about Buddhism and I had no reason, you know, to even want to go to this book signing of this woman. I, I had no idea who she was, but something in me was just like, we should go to this. So we did. We um, left the wine bar. We went to go to this book signing. And when we got there, the line was literally around the block. I mean, it was a long line to see this woman. And, you know, again, even though I had no idea who this woman was, I didn't even know what this book was about, we waited in the line. And as we started getting closer to the door, I started to feel something. Now, again, this is before I got into energy work. And back then, even still, I was an empath, even though I had no idea what that was or what it meant. So I was used to you know, sometimes feeling or sensing energies when I went to certain environments. Um, most times what I felt or sensed made me not want to be in certain environments. But this was different. It felt like uh, 
warm. It felt warm and inviting and just like love. I mean, looking back on it now, I know it felt like love, but in the moment I didn't know, I just could feel something. So I start looking all around me, wondering if anyone else is feeling what I'm feeling. Like it was so strange. And as we got even closer to the door, um, now we're like in the doorway of the bookstore. It was so tangible, this energy. It was palpable. And I even asked my friend, like, do you feel that? I mean, it was just unreal. And so it finally hit me that this energy that I was feeling was coming off of this woman who was still, you know, a few feet away from me. And as we got closer to her, the feeling became stronger. And I was mesmerized by this feeling of just love and warmth. And I mean, it was just beautiful. And so much so that when I was standing directly in front of her and she asked me um, who I wanted her to sign the book to, I kind of just tilted my head and looked at her like a confused puppy dog. I mean, I was so amazed by this feeling. And I think that she recognized that I could feel this energy coming off of her. And she just kind of smiled. And, you know, I got my book and we went on our way. And, you know, I never forgot that. And it just dawned on me again. Again, this was like 10 years ago, but it came back to mind when I had that moment of inspiration in the shower that I really want to leave a legacy of love. And remembering now, even if I was skeptical about this, if I thought that this seemed impossible, the memory of meeting this woman who literally was the embodiment of love lets me know that it's more than possible. It's true. And after doing this work and seeing the love that all of us are, I know that it's possible. And I just think about how powerful that was that one person, just one single woman, the love that she was embodying was so strong that you could feel it outside of the building that she was sitting in. I mean, can you imagine, just imagine how powerful that is. You can feel the love radiating off of someone and you're not even in the same room or building that they're in yet. Now, imagine if we all really um, became more dedicated into accessing the love that we are how powerful that would be if we could even radiate a just a fraction of what this woman was radiating if we were walking around as like these um generators of love embodying love imagine how much impact we would have on the collective and how much shift you would create in every environment you went into like everyone that you came in contact with felt love without you doing anything but just being. Can you imagine? Now, if you reel that back in, imagine the love that this woman must feel just in being in her own embodiment. Now, bringing this all back, you know, this idea of who and what we are and what we're capable of. We 
really have to, you know, step outside of the skepticism in order to achieve or attain this or even just have an understanding of who and what we are. And one of the biggest things around this, I believe, is to reclaim our minds and reclaim our hearts. And I tell people um, a lot to be love. I tell you after every episode to journey in love. But even those things have so much more meaning to me now. And when people talk about meditation and the power of self-connection, I think sometimes we gloss over the importance and really um, how impactful that is. But when you do this work, all of these tools really are leading you back into you so that you can reclaim your mind and so that you can reclaim your heart. Now, really quickly, one of the things I want you to consider is reclaiming the mind. Um, Meditation is a way of helping us to learn to control the mind, which is part of reclaiming it. And the reason that is so important is, you know, energy is malleable and so is the mind. You know, it's um, our thoughts, our feelings. It's all energetic. And think about how easily you change your mind. Think about how you may have one stance or one position or one opinion about something and then you hear someone else's point of view, then all of a sudden you're questioning your stance, your position, and now you may even be willing to change your point of view. Now sometimes, you know, it can be a good thing because we're learning and we're expanding, but sometimes we surrender to the energies and the beliefs of other people blindly and we do this blindly because we haven't reclaimed our mind and in our culture in this frequency in many ways we've been taught to believe others over ourselves or to believe the experiences and ideas of other people outside of our own so what if you start believing in you And what if instead of just falling for what you see or hear out in the world, you start going into consideration of what is true for you? What feels resonant with you and your heart? What is the higher perspective of what you are taking in, how you're processing it, and how you are ingesting it all? So one of the first things to do is reclaim the mind by just being an observation of what you choose to believe, what you choose to claim. And also start to be an observation of your own experience. What are your experiences in this beautiful journey of waking up to you? What are you experiencing in your journey of self-connection? And through your own experience, what is true? Now, when we reclaim the heart, we have to access the heart. And that can be scary for some of us because, you know, again, we could be Um, functioning from old programs and stories, a lot of things that 
led us to believe that the heart is fragile and, you know, like it's, you know, so wounded and all of these things. And we weren't really taught about its resilience and the strength and the beauty of the heart. But we have to access that energy. We have to access that love and compassion and light that is inherent within all of us in order to reclaim the light and start to embody that heart energy, that love. Now, the beautiful thing about uh, reclaiming the heart as well is when we look at the heart in terms of chakras, it's that bridge between our lower chakras and our upper chakra. And so it's kind of like um, symbolic of that bridge between our divine masculine, our divine feminine. It's the bridge between physical and spirit. It brings us into our divine alignment. So if working on yourself and, you know, the self-connection stuff, if you ever feel overwhelmed by it and you don't know where to start and you don't know what to do, focus on your heart. Spend some time reconnecting with your heart. Be an observation of you and what you feel. Be an observation, again, of your thoughts, your beliefs, what you claim as true. Stepping out of being skeptical of yourself, maybe be a little more skeptical of the world around you. Start trusting your inner guidance, your divine guidance. Again, what feels true and right and resonant with you and for you. So, you know, I wanted to talk about this because I don't want um, you to be uh, thrown off your path by skepticism, you know, by your own or others, because there will be critics and skeptics and all of these things. But you have to really stand true and honor what you are experiencing. So remember that. And always, always trust in you. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, As always, if you have any questions or comments, be sure to email me. I love, love, love to hear from you all. And I will be back. Um, I'm going to be doing an interview with a very good friend of mine. And I can't wait to share that with you. In fact, we may do that as a video. So I'll keep you posted on that. And if you have anything that you want to share about your journey, please email me. I would love to have you on the show. I send so much love and light to all of you. And remember to always journey in love.